0: What is up, planet Earth? Welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. As always, I'm your host, Shane Told. It is so great to have you on a podcast where I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. And uh, one thing I love about this show is it's not genre-specific. You know, I will talk to any lead singer from any genre And in this case, today's episode, well, I would say Hundredth is a hardcore band, but in truth, they were a hardcore band, and they are definitely not a hardcore band anymore, whatsoever. Here's a little example this is what Hundredth used to sound like. This is what 100 sounds like now. And those those aren't extreme examples, okay? Those are very typical examples of their band. And I was so excited to have Chadwick from 100th on this episode. Uh, We toured back with them, oh, just about a year and a half ago uh, when they were a hardcore band. And, you know, it's just really crazy that all of a sudden they put out this new record, Rare, which is out now on Hopeless Records. It's a great record, by the way. And their sound is completely different. And I was trying to think... Has anyone ever done this before? Has there ever been a band that's been a hardcore band like that and completely just took a 180? It is really, really cool. Uh, the honesty they have about it and that he speaks of in this podcast is super, super cool. And uh, this episode, definitely stick around, listen to the whole thing, because uh, it's super, super informative and very, very, very candid. Right now, I am on the Vans Warp Tour. Two shows in, we did Seattle and we did Salem, Oregon. They were both awesome. Thanks to all the people that came out and stopped me along the way and said, hello, I love your podcast. I love hearing that. It was really, really sweet. And uh, I'm starting to figure out some people I'm going to talk to this summer. Not just lead singers for the main episodes, but also a bunch of other musicians, crew members, various people in the music industry that I will have on some of the bonus episodes, which are available if you're a part of the All Access Club. You should be a part of the All Access Club for as little as $6 a month. You get a bunch of bonus content. You get access to merchandise. You get to be a part of a Facebook group with other fans of the show and myself. We run various contests, we have hangouts, you get stuff in the mail every three months. And if you want to be a part of this thing, help me ask questions, help me interview bands, even co-host an episode of the show with me. Those are all some of the crazy things going on on the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. So check that out. The link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash access. One thing I love about doing this podcast is when people contact me and say, Shane, I never found out about this awesome band before. I listened to the episode. I listen every week. I never heard of this band, but I heard their song at the end, and I had to check it out, and now they're one of my favorite bands. And that's a big part of this is talking about new music. And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you like hardcore, and you're probably looking for newer hardcore bands that you don't know about. And I want to talk about one today. They're called Conveyor. They have a brand new record, No Future, which is coming out July 23rd on Victory Records. That's their second album, actually. They have a brand new video out now for the title track. And the record was recorded by Greg Thomas, who's worked with Shai Halud and also with Honor. And you can go pre-order the record right now if you go over to VictoryMerch.com. They're on tour with Church Tongue. All the tour dates are over at VictoryRecords.com as well. And if you're going to be in Eau Claire, Wisconsin... Don't know how many listeners I have there, but if you're in the Wisconsin area, definitely check out their hometown record release show on June 24th. They've been on some cool Spotify playlists, Complete Chaos, Heavy Gamer, and I know you can expect some big things from them soon. So definitely check them out. They're an awesome band and for now pretty underground, but definitely check out their new song and check out their new record over at VictoryRecords.com. Okay, let's jump into this week's episode and my conversation with Chadwick Johnson of 100th. Is that Chadwick? Yeah, man. What up? Hey, dude. Not too much. How are you?
1: I'm good. Just chilling at home.
0: Nice. Very good. Yeah, man. How uh, are you, a South Carolina? Still a South Carolina boy? Yeah, Charleston. Oh, beautiful. Yep. What a great city, man. That's like. I know. And you know, it's funny. I don't think I ever went to Charleston until I was like 32 years old or something. You know, it's, really? like one, of those, it's one of those places. Yeah, like I, I'd heard about it and was like ah, whatever, I don't know. And then actually going there, you're like, wow, it really is, like, gorgeous town.
1: Yeah, this whole part of the country is kind of like a hidden gem, I think. People kind of don't really know about it. And then, I mean, I lived two hours from Charleston my whole life, and I never really came here. I was from Myrtle Beach. And then once I came here, I was like, dude, I got to move here. It's great. Yeah, you yeah,
0: you don't have much of an accent for being a South Carolina guy.
1: Yeah, I think it's depend- – if I'm around my parents and family, I think I have one. But I'm talking to a Canadian, so I don't think I'm probably going to have one.
0: Yeah, isn't that funny how that shit works? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I remember the first time we started touring Silverstein you know, back in, like, fuck, like 2003. Um, I left, you know, it was like a three-week U.S. tour. It was real quick, right? And I came back, and my friends all made fun of me for sounding American. Wow. And I didn't even know that... that my accent had changed or went away or anything. I just like picked up some kind of American accent. I don't know what it is just from talking to people, you know, it's like, there's that cliche thing of people go to like, go to the UK and then they have an English accent, which is like, I think bullshit. Oh, I fucking but,
1: hate that. I mean, I fucking <laughs> hate that.
0: Yeah, I know. It wasn't like that. Or they
1: start, like, asking questions, like, posing questions in a different way. It's weird. <laughs> well, it's I, like this try-hard thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> although I'll say when I'm in Texas, when I'm in Texas for, like, three fucking days, I start saying y'all. So, I mean, I don't yeah, know right, if well, I just, like, I'm a sponge and special. pick things up. But, no, like, um, you have almost, I don't, don't hear an accent at all, which is kind of crazy.
1: That's weird. I, I mean, when I have to hear myself talk, which is awesome. Also fucking awful. Uh, I hear a little bit of a twang in there.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I hear a little bit, but, but like, this week I had JT from Hawthorne Heights uh, on the show, and, you know, he's, well, I guess he's originally from West Virginia, but he's oh, okay. lived in Ohio, like, you know, the band's from Ohio and everything, and he's got a way, way thicker twang in there than you do, so it's kind of crazy. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. And then, of course, like, I talked to guys like other South Carolina guys I know, like, the guys from Emory, and they are just so are they from southern. They're from yeah, they're from South Carolina. I'm not sure exactly well, what part. But well, uh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they are.
1: I haven't heard that band name in a long time.
0: Yeah, they are still kicking it. Well, they're still kicking it. That's man. cool. Good for them. So you're you're chilling. Uh you're how much of the warp tour are you guys doing, the whole thing?
1: Yeah. You guys too, right? We are. Yeah, same stage, I believe.
0: Well, you know what the best thing about that is, is we're no longer the softest band on our stage. Oh, you think we're softer? (laughs) (laughs) I think there might have been a little bit of a change uh, recently, uh, perhaps, which uh, obviously I think is going to be the bulk of this conversation, because to be honest, Chadwick, I I got your record from Aaron at Hopeless, and I knew I wanted to have you on the show for a while, uh, you know, and it's been kind of overdue. But I'm really glad it's happening now because this, I'm very excited for your band. Uh, I'm a Thank little you. bit scared for your band, <laughs> uh, but no the fact beat. that you guys did this, I mean, for people listening to this and don't know, like people just say, oh, it's you did a 180, like, oh, okay, like you guys did a fucking 180, like your band could not sound more different now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: And the first question I have for you is, when did you come up with this idea? What was the conversation that you guys had amongst yourselves saying, you know what, we're going to do this?
1: Um, it wasn't really like a set sit down kind of thing. I think, um, you know, all of us, we've been doing this thing since we were like 19 years old the first any any the first shade of success any of us have ever had with any kind of music.
0: How old are you guys now? Are you guys all the same age or? I'm
1: twenty eight. Yeah, we're all around here. Um Andrew's like twenty six, I think. Lee's mm-hmm. twenty five or six. Okay, okay. And uh, you know, we started this band like fresh fresh out of high school pretty much, kinda like nineteen years old. First kind of success we've ever had at doing anything, you know. And we started out kind of wanted to be like basically wanted to be like an as cities burn type band you know
0: well as cities burn is a band that changed too you know they went from being kind of a heavy band to like a soft band too
1: yeah so um i don't you know our first record was just kind of like a mix of kind of like what i don't you know everyone says it's metalcore or it's hardcore right. you know it was just like for us as we started writing that first record it just got heavier and heavier so you know that was when we were 19 years old and we kind of came up in that scene of metalcore melodic hardcore whatever the fuck every person calls it something different so whatever it was Mm -hmm. and i think it's just like we just started to grow dissatisfied you know and get kind of bored with it you know not that we uh absolutely hate the genre or anything but we felt like we after our 2015 record called free which we released and it was kind of we all were kind of ambivalent about it we weren't you know it was it was what it was but it was all we had left in that world we felt like so um i think we just started like kind of writing music and not thinking about any boundaries at all and so so it wasn't really like a all that to say it wasn't really like a decision it was more of like a cuz we never were like hey do you want to do this or hey do you want to do this it was like Alright, Alex, our original guitar player, came back in the van. He left after our second record, came back after came back last year. So yeah. um, took like a he basically took like a four year break from the band. And when he came back I just felt like, yo, let's just like write what we wanna write instead of trying to write like what people are going to like or what people expect or like still landing what we make in the same world that we were in and then i think we just started jamming and we just started like writing songs instrumentally and uh we're like this feels good this feels better than anything we've ever done before like you know this is more in line with what we love about music you know none of us really listen to heavy music which is always kind of the paradox of our band is none of us like get in the van and. Put on Hatebreed or anything, you know. <laughs> it's like I mean, we love we lo- like we love that band, but like yeah. we just don't like we. I don't know. We just never go to that when we're hanging out, you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like we as people are like we all have been through the heavy phase of our lives, you know. And and people will listen to this and be like, oh, it's not a phase; it's a fucking lifestyle, you know. It's like, of okay, course cool, they will. We that's, get it. Like, that's whatever. hardcore.
0: Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, it's I like mean... it's
1: like it's like whatever. Like live your life, whatever. But for us, it's like. I don't know. We found ourselves resonating more with like the earlier bands that we were into before we got into like hardcore and stuff, you know, bands like the cure and the Smiths and bands like that, you know? And so, uh, that's that. We were always more inclined to like jam that when we're hanging out rather than like, you know, Metallica or Slayer or hate breed or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I can understand, especially the life, the world you're in pretty much just touring with heavy bands with screaming bands and then, you know, you get in the van after like, I don't know, an all day hardcore festival or something. The last thing you want to, you know, hear is like, you know, what I have in my heart. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it gets Absolutely. a little it gets a little <laughs> intense. So I totally get it. Um, but, you know, I don't know if anyone had I don't know if anyone has done this before. I mean, at least this drastically, like when you guys, obviously, you know, you guys got in a room, you started writing some songs, things are coming out differently. You make a decision that this is the way you're going to go down the road. Um, Obviously, there's like there's labels investing in your band. You have fans (laughs) that are obviously like love you guys and love, you know, you as a hardcore band. Before you decided to do this, did you like look around and try to like research? Hey, has anyone ever done this before like any other bands and what happened because i can't think of an example <laughs> i mean i see Burn yeah. you just mentioned which was funny because i remember they did a bit of a 180 but not not this drastic
1: yeah i mean i think like we actually i just did this piece like as a part of the like press for this record like top 10 curveball albums yeah and um like i kept it pretty classic like bands like the cure when they put out disintegration or like um what were some of my other ones like alex did beach boys pet sound so like mm-hmm. just just bands that like decided to just do something completely new or just like reinvent themselves out of caliber above what everyone else expects um so i kind of like but the closest and in that list the, the closest thing i could see is this band called cave in oh yeah and, yeah. And they no, were yeah, totally like they, they were like a heavy band you know yeah. and they
0: yeah, Jupiter Jupiter was pretty different and then Antenna later on was like really, really like really popular. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they ended up going back heavy again because their fans wow. were so pissed about it.
0: You know, which Yeah, was what like, was that record? Pitch black they put out, like in I wanna say like 03? Yeah. yeah, I Perfect love Ken. Yeah. Perfect pitch black, that's the record, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the closest thing, but I mean obviously we're we're not planning on going back heavy anytime soon.
0: <laughs> no, no. That's funny you bring up in We actually uh, our guitar player, Paul Mark, wrote some songs with Steven Brodsky, uh, like, okay. just for, like, outside stuff, you know, like, whatever, to write songs for other bands or whatever it is, yeah. and uh, we, actually rip, we actually ripped off one of his tunings, and it's, like, all over our new record, so. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but but Caven is totally, I can't believe I didn't even think of that one.
1: That's, like, the closest, I guess, because they were, like, a metal band, and then they, like, kind of went, like, alt-y, all, spacey rock, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I just still think it's kind of different because it's – I don't know. We weren't ever really, like, I G- – uh, I don't know. Who knows? It's whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, it's you, similar, seem to be, you seem to have a bit of a kind of, like, laissez-faire attitude about this. You're kind of just like, eh, we're going to do it, whatever. Like, you seem like you aren't extremely, like, con- concerned about the consequences. I,
1: I think that is kind of, like, the spirit of the record. Like, I just wanted to, like – go there because you mentioned the labels and like people kind of like, um, investing in the band and stuff. And like for a split second, like those thoughts would enter our head. And then immediately one of us would just be like, dude, fuck it. Like let's elevate to the point where anyone, no one can argue with it, you know? And we (laughs) kept it all kind of a, we kept it all or, or try to, you know? Um, and we kept it all a secret for a long time. We didn't really show our label, I would just wouldn't send them demos with vocals on. them. like, I was just like, all right, I'll just send them instrumentals. But that was enough for them to kind of be like, uh, what's going on? You know, like, yeah, what's there's no fast happen?
0: parts. The guitars are heavy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And like, I, I, but it was hard cause I, I wanted people to get the whole vision before. Like, not that I think hopeless would ever do this, but before they got too skeptical or like entered, you know, stage five freak out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they remained chill the whole time, you know? They kind of, like, understood what we... And they kind of trusted us in a weird way, and they kind of just stayed out of it until the end, and now they seem to be happy about it, you know? I felt like it's you cool. guys were
0: a little bit like the token hardcore band on that label, too.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think they. that's what they wanted to sign, I think.
0: I think so, too. <laughs> so it's funny now they don't even have that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but your fans, I mean you guys are a, a band that has a pretty strong fan base and you guys have a, a you know a lot of very like um, what's the word iconic imagery like with your band your merch I'm sure that key logo is tattooed on hundreds and hundreds of people and I'm sure some yeah. of them are pretty pissed uh, at you guys
1: yeah yeah most of the people who are pissed they live on Facebook.
0: In case you are curious. <laughs> I'm not, I, I completely believe that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's the case, you know, for some, a certain percentage. And honestly though, like I thought it was going to be a lot larger percentage than it seems to be right now, you know, yeah. now, the whole record isn't out, but we have put out like four songs kind of saying like, just so you know, there is no heavy, there's, there's not any hardcore <laughs> songs on this record, you know. Which is like, we just wanted to, I don't know, we wanted to showcase kind of a lot of the album and we're changing a bunch. and We felt like releasing a bunch of songs was the way to go, just to like solidify it and get everyone used to it. Um, But yeah, that that entered our mind, you know, kind of a little bit during the process as well. Kind of like, okay, um, your average 100th fan, like where are they mentally? Where are they at? Where are they at musically? You know, do we do we think that every hundredth fan? We're not we were never the heaviest band in the world. You know, we had a lot of melody. We had clean vocals. We had a lot of elements that aren't really like that super hardcore, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when we touched on that subject, we were kind of like, what is your average hundredth fan? Do you think that they only listen to heavy music? And I'm like, hands down, no, like there's no way. Like, I don't see, if if you love our band, like, I don't see you only listening to heavy music because there's so much melody that came from other places. And I think that was kind of another uh, push forward was like, okay, well, let's evolve. Like, if we liked our band, what would we want our band to evolve to right now? You know, which is basically just always coming back to like, okay, well, what do we want to write? What do we want to hear? And that was kind of the whole uh, vision of everything with this new record.
0: No, totally. Was there any, any thought in your mind of changing your name? Yeah,
1: um, for like five seconds, and then we were like, "Dude, fuck it!" Like we've always, we've always been about like progression, um, and like mm-hmm. being a better version of yourself along the way, and like we feel like that kind of would have been a cop out to just be like, "Yeah, let's." We would have rather stopped. We would have rather stopped playing pretty much as hundredth then put out this record as like a new band, you know, like we, we would rather just quit and not put this record out, but we feel like we've built, you know, we've starved for this band, you know, we've done everything we possibly can to push this thing Yeah, for, for us to bury it just because we were like afraid to do something different under the same name. It's kind of just like a cop out to us, you know?
0: Yeah, I get it. Which, I totally. And, get it.
1: and both sides can be argued, you know, uh, that's what a lot of people say It's kind of, why wouldn't you change your name? It's like, well, why should we? It's the same people, Yeah, you know? Three quarters of us were in, three out of four of us were in the band in 2010, you know? So oh. it is still us, you know?
0: Yep, totally, I totally get it. So, that,
1: that, so that's our disposition on that, you know?
0: Well, one of the biggest, um, w- there's so much more I want to talk about. I want to talk about this uh, yeah. uh, a little bit more too, but one of the biggest changes of the record is the fact that there's no screaming, the fact that I assume that's you doing uh, all the clean vocals, the lead vocals.
1: Yeah, all vocals are
0: me. And that must have been so, uh, I don't know, I don't know the word, It's like stressful, scary, uh, just <laughs> to be like, hey, okay, I'm just going to do this now. Um, but I want to go back a little bit before you talk about that, just to your musical background. Yeah. Like growing up in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, how did you, what was it like with your family structure? How did you um, get into music and hardcore music. And well, I guess it wasn't just hardcore music. Um, yeah. Walk me through that a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah. Grew up in Myrtle beach, small town, not kind of a tourist town. So there's totally. not, it's not, not a huge scene, but a small, uh, kind of like a small potent kind of scene, you know, we would travel, like our scene would go to different towns and go see different bands and stuff. But before all of that, um, I was into skateboarding as a kid. Um, before that kind of like played sports, uh, my whole life. And then got into skateboarding, started playing guitar. Um, and then I kind of like, I've always been into music. It was in like rap as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like the first CD I bought was like Lil Wayne's The Block Is High, which is (laughs) still a sick ass record. But, um, so it kind of like came from there. And then like, I think I got on like LimeWire and started like downloading like rock songs and stuff like Breaking Benjamin. I was, like, mad into that band. I still am. <laughs> Love that fucking band. Cool. Um, then um, I met this dude at the skate park, I think, maybe, that showed me, um, like, some bands like Hot Hot Heat. And, like... Um, They're Canadian. Yeah, showed me who, like, Thursday was and, like, okay. some some other, like, local kind of punk metal stuff. Um, and that's kind of, like, where... I started, so, like, from Thursday, I got, like, heavy into, like, Poison the Well and, like, that kind of world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's kind of how I got into heavy music and, like, kind of where I came from with hardcore. And then, obviously, from there, like, I went into this was, like, probably early 2000s, I guess, and then kind of got into more of, like, Killing the Dream, Hope Conspiracy, kind of hardcore. Um, so, got went there a little bit more. Um, all the while, like, Figuring out like who the cure was and like right. who the Smiths, who the Smiths were, and you know, and and still like really loving like alternative music from the '90s as well. Like I listen to any pretty much anything, you know. Um, yeah. I even I even like country and stuff. Um, uh, so I, don't, I mean, I don't really have any like no really styles of music I don't like. Um, I don't never. I went through like a very small metal phase where I liked a little bit of metal, but like I don't really. Uh, That didn't really last long, kind of just overstimulating for me. But um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we started going to shows, started a couple bands. um, That kind of sounded a little more like one band was kind of like a spazzy, weird grind band that wanted to be daughters. Um, One band was like a a straight up, straight edge, hardcore band. Um, Yeah, so just started, you know, like everyone does start bands. They suck you know play shows yeah, whatever sure. whatever um yeah and then um trying to think where to go next or like what your question was I feel like I'm just rambling at this point no,
0: well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting af- after is sort yeah. of like you know how this how you came into this so it seems like as a kid you were into all these different kinds of music and and really really diverse but probably just because hardcore is like what tended tends to dominate the scene there, you know yeah. just for whatever reason it's like that everywhere You know, I think of bands from South Carolina. I think of like Stretch Armstrong and, you know, Chris, you know, from Stretch Armstrong having like putting on shows. Chris McClendon, yeah. And, um, you know, and it's just it's like that in so many places where hardcore seems to be dominant and it's like, okay, we're going to start a band. I think starting a hardcore band is sort of what people just tend to do. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's maybe in some ways it's easier. You don't have to find a guy that can actually sing. True. Uh, Very true. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The reason is maybe it's because there's hardcore scenes everywhere you're like okay we can go play here we can go play here um but all the while you're not really a hardcore guy you're kind of an everything guy
1: yeah yeah and like i love hardcore and i'm thankful that like it was a part of my life because there's something that is cool about it and it's that you don't have to be really good to be in it you know it's like okay well what do you have what is your band like doing differently than this other band you know and like that is cool. Like, because that helps me get into music. Cause I wasn't like good at anything, you know? So I just screamed in bands, And so it's like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I get to be in a band. I get to play songs that I wrote for my friends. Like that is cool. The spirit of hardcore is cool. But when it's like, everyone's just chasing these next, like the next cool band or like the next old band to jock. That's when hardcore yeah. becomes just like a joke to me, you know? And that's where, like, I think that is like the root of my dissatisfaction with it. Like, in the last four or five years, you know?
0: Yeah, I can totally understand that. Uh, so, I mean, at this point, you know, you're saying you're screaming in bands and dancing around. Uh, were you, and you said you played guitar a little bit too. Were yeah. you singing at all, like clean singing? Were you working on that craft this whole time? Um, what's no. your kind of experience with singing? Or did you just literally just pick it up, like, <laughs> seemingly last week?
1: <laughs> um Well, I like, I always sang just, like, to myself and stuff. And I don't, like, I don't consider myself a singer, you know? Like, I've I've recorded one record with, like, singing on it, you know? Like, we've written melodies in the past, you know, kind of on our stuff. I think I've sang some stuff on that. Uh, We released some singles, like, last year. I sang on that. Um, I've always just been interested in, like, writing melodies and stuff. And I always made music, like, kind of in my bedroom, too. Like, electronic. I've been making that kind of stuff for... Um, like probably 10 years, just like fucking around with production and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and there's sometimes I would sing on that and I never released it or anything, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's not like I I didn't like go get vocal lessons for this record or anything. I just kind of was like, this is like what I think the vibe should be over these songs, you know, and well, just did it.
0: Well, listening to the record, it's pretty like, uh, it's doesn't sound like you just we're figuring this out as you went. Like it sounds very mature and the melodies are good and the songs Thank are you. good too. Thank um, you, man. And I, another thing I like about the record too, is that the vocal performances, I think there's a tendency to bury um, performances like in a, in a bunch of delay, put a bunch of effects on it. But for the most part, your record isn't too affected. You know, it's, it's not that the vocals are completely clean, like the style of music, yeah. obviously, there's go- you're gonna put delay on vocals but um wh- what was the conversation like when you were w- working with the producer or amongst your band being like okay I'm gonna sing this and we'll sing it clean and then I've never really sang like this before I don't really know what it's gonna end up sounding like yeah wh- what was that whole process like and and was that scary for you
1: um well okay so we went to like Sam Puro's the producer on the record and like he's one of our like He's one of my best friends in the world. And, like, we get each other understand kind of each other's personality and the way they, we do things and stuff. And so when we went, we did our 2015 record with him as well. And um, we just kind of realized, like, yo, I'm just going to track my own vocals. Like, this is, you know, I'm competent enough. Like, you know, we programmed all these songs. Like, I'll track the vocals. It'll be fine, you know. So we did that. And that, wow. they, it turned out. it turned out great on the record. Like, that's just how it, I did all the vocals at home. Wow, on that You're record, like yourself? On that yeah, just recording myself at home, and so I kind of realized like in that moment, I was really able to try whatever the fuck I wanted to over anything and not have to worry about wasting someone's time, right. just you know all the like things in the back of your head is like, yo, I'm not really like doing good right now, so like I'm just gonna wait and I'm not wasting anyone's time, you know, so um, when we went into this record, obviously. Well, we did the si- two singles with him as well, which I recorded the vocals for at home. That was in 2016. Um, and then we went to this record. We, t- we He has two rooms at his studio. So basically he was recording. We would record all the music in the main room and like his uh, control room. And then I was off in another wing of the studio doing vocals. So um, I was able to kind of really like dive in. So I did a couple songs there. Um, and then I finished the rest at my studio at home. So that's just, like, how we work together and what works best. And um, I was able to really, like, not have to explain to him what I wanted the vocals to do because I think, one, he really understood our vision for the record. And when I sent him the vocal references, like, of my what I had tracked over the music that he sent me to do it to, um, I had it kind of dialed in kind of where I wanted it to go. And then he just like sprinkled magic all over it. You know, he kind of wow. like made, okay, you don't want this to be that. You don't want it to have that much reverb. You want it to be here and in this frequency and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's kind of how it came. So it it was nerve wracking a little bit, just like wanting to write good melodies. But um, it was also cool just being able to really dive into it and try like 10 choruses out and pick the best one, you know.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy, though. That's such an unheard of way to make a record like typically the producers like always trying to get the singer to have the best performance and he wants to be there and he wants to, okay do that again and do it again and do it again. Like that's the classic way, you know, records are made with vocals. So to to hear you're just in another room doing your own vocals and sending them to the producer like you're pushing record yourself. That is so, so unheard of.
1: Yeah, and the funniest thing is, like, he has, like, a nice-ass computer in that room, but I just used my laptop on Ableton <laughs> and, like, recorded the vocals Ableton. like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: What kind of mic did you use?
1: Uh, just an SM7. It's
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we basically did it, like, he had a lot other of other gear that I could have used to make the vocals, like, sound probably different, but um, we wanted I wanted to be able to use the exact same things that I have at home because I knew I was going to go right. home and like add more stuff. Yeah. So, we basically just like said, okay, I have this, you have this. Let's just this is the rig. This is the vocal rig.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, for all the kids out there, I am actually speaking into an SM7 right now. I'm holding nice. one in my <laughs> hand. Uh it's the greatest it's pretty much the greatest microphone ever made. And yeah, it's like I agree. and what is it like 350 bucks? Yeah, pretty much. And it's like all of your favorite bands, for any kids listening, all your favorite bands pretty much use this mic. Uh, yeah. and it's better than mics that cost ten times the price. Yeah, so, um, I agree. That is crazy, man. I I like yeah. you. You've you've kind of caught me a little. I'm a little dumbfounded to be honest, because that's. Well, do you, are you going to do that on your next record, or what? My band <laughs> won't let me do that. Are you kidding me? I mean, maybe <laughs> they would have back in the day. Like like, I used to go into records, and like we we'd done all the music, and the producer and the band hadn't even heard what I was going to do, and I would yeah. just do it. You know, and that would, that would be the vocals. Yeah. This record, for example, that we just we just finished, which comes out in July, um, it was, like, so much more involved. Like, the producer wanted to hear every single melody I was going to do. They wanted, everyone wanted to, like, read over the, the lyrics to make sure all the lyrics, like, kind of made sense. And it was, like, way more of sort of, like, a, a group um, effort. And, yeah. and, like, there was, you know, the producer and Paul Mark... And I, the three of us, were always there when I was recording every single vocal, and they were really, really pushing me. That's cool. I mean, it it is, and I think that for me and my personality, you put me in a room alone and say, "Okay, Shane, record the vocals." You come back in three weeks, I'll have like half a verse done. (laughs) I'll be like, "Oh yeah, shit, I better, you know, get off uh, Instagram and do that." Like that's, I I don't work well like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel, I totally get it. Like, and there would be times where. I would be stuck on a line, you know, and I would just send a text to the other room and be like, somebody come in here, you know, like and explain to them what I wanted to say and be like, will you help me with this wording? You know, or like,
0: yeah. What do
1: what do you think about this chorus? You know, like we, it was collaborative, but I'm so, I guess I'm just a weird person. And like, I just am so like tunnel vision about everything that like, which is probably my biggest flaw as a human too. But like, I'm just so like tunnel vision into like what, my vi- like I don't know tunnel vision into the task that like I just it's just blinders to everything else so yeah someone can be in the room and I'll have no clue they would even been in there you know it's just like I don't know that's just the way I focus on shit so um it sucks because like some people think I'm a dick or something like if I don't say something to them or like acknowledge but it's really just like I'm I it takes that much focus for me to like get what I want out you know it's weird I'd it's well, but-
0: say you're like for being on tour with you you're a quiet guy Mm-hmm. um yeah you're, you're quiet kind yeah. of keep your band is kind of actually a bit like that mm-hmm. sort of keep to yourselves a little bit, um, yeah, we're So all I pretty can see that coming off, but I wouldn't say you guys are dicks, I mean,
1: it's just like we're just i don't know, we call ourselves just chronically self aware it's like we don't ever want to be like step we don't ever want to be somewhere where someone else doesn't want us to be. You know, right. it's like we're we're not going to barge into Silverstein's dressing room and be like, "What the fuck is up? We're so glad
0: to be on this right. fucking
1: tour." Like, you know, we're let's like, we're like, "Yo, let's just they will come to us if they have anything to say. Otherwise, they don't give a fuck." You know, that's <laughs> our that's our MO about everything. You know, it's like, "Okay. We're, we don't we don't want to be that band, you know, because we've had to deal with that band before." And right. it's just like I don't know, it's not annoying. It's just like it just seems so thin, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. We're cool. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you say you don't want to be anywhere that you don't want people to, you know, have you. But what's going to be really interesting moving forward is what kind of tours you're going to do. Yeah. Um, cuz obviously everyone hears 100th and says, "Yeah, 100th hardcore band, they're probably going to tour with terror." You know. Yeah. Um, what are you guys going to do with that? Are you guys um you guys just sp- I assume you're still going to play some of those old songs or what are you guys going to do?
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I meant, like, personally, we didn't really want to be in someone else's space. But, I know, yeah. I
0: know you meant, I totally know you meant personally. I was just sort of, sort of transitioning that.
1: I feel. Nice segue. I, I, was, I didn't mean to shit on it. I was just wanting to clarify.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: Because, because musically, we are not playing any old songs anymore, so, we are basically at the point where we have to be okay with being weird places. And that's cool because, Whoa. you know, we believe in the record and we think it like it'll stand on its own. And, um, so yeah, we're not playing any, we're going on warped, not playing any songs before this record record comes out the first day of warped all new songs.
0: Oh my Straight God. Up
1: self self-destruct mode. Like whatever, whatever happens, happens, you
0: know? Right. Yeah. Career like, suicide.
1: Yeah. But that like, yeah, I guess that is the term for it. But, um, like that, that was kind of the vision. Like, it was like, we want to do something new. We're not going to look back. Like, yeah, I get it. Like we have been a band up to this point, but this is where we're going. And like, I don't want to be constantly looking back in my life. You know, like I hate, I can't deal with that because, you know, I've, I want to always be like looking forward and like what's next and kind of, cause if I start looking at the past, I'm like, You fucked up here, you did this, you fucked up this You could have made this better, this is awful Why are you still playing this, why did you write this lyric that you wrote When you were 19, it makes no fucking sense You know, like, that's what happens in my head When we're going through Mm -hmm. a song that I wrote When I was 21, you know, it's like Fuck, you know, it's just like a Reminder of how How, like, immature I was in that moment And like, and that's not flattering For me, some people will say that it's cool It's cool to, like, showcase that Parts of you, and I get it, that some people can do that And be okay with it but for me, it's like, I don't, I never liked doing that. It's It felt like a job. It felt like a chore. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I completely get that. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny though. You say, as you get older, you always think like, okay, when I'm at this age, I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to be like, know what I'm going to supposed to do or whatever. Yeah. Right. But then I, I'm like 36 years old and I still haven't figured it out. Yeah. And I don't think we ever do really. No, really. Right. So like I could say. Okay, I could say something that I wrote when I was nineteen or twenty-one is like bad. Maybe something I wrote when I was thirty-one or thirty-two is bad too. You know, and I think like that—that's that's that's just the reality. Is that you, you go through these things and you you just try to make the best decision you can at any point, and you can't change the past. So for me, I always just accept it, and I look I look back at it, being like, well, that's just that's a snapshot of my life that moment. Yeah, and I am still the same. Like I am my my own person, and. Um, you know, for me, it's okay, but I do understand, I mean, for you, it just sounds like in some ways you're just a bit embarrassed about it.
1: Yeah. It's just like, I feel like, um, I think it's, it's not necessarily embarrassment, but I feel like it doesn't properly represent me in the, you know, now, you know, it's kind of like, um, yeah. I don't know if you're trying to be honest. Yeah. If, if someone asks you to see, show you one of your tattoos, you know? Um, you're not gonna show them like some shitty tattoo that you got when you know you could barely get a tattoo and it's like mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I feel like when someone shows up to see your band watch you play if they haven't seen you before um why are you gonna show them something that is like old as fuck and doesn't really represent who you are you know and like I get it like yeah we're straight up identity crisis like but I think it's <laughs> that's that that's what it always kind of, is for me when i look back to like i've never done something then in a year actually really really liked it you know and i think this record might be the first time where i can look back in a couple years and be like okay i wrote this record for me i was all about it i didn't do it for any other reasons you know i like i wasn't trying to please anyone on this record but this is like and that was like pretty much the core vision of the record it's like let's make let's make a record that we are proud of regardless of what the fuck anyone has to say about it record label fans anything which some will call self-destruction but i would rather go out like that than uh put out something in half-heartedly
0: you know well i have that that's one of my questions here if you know if this is it then then um this is it and how do you feel about (laughs) that uh but but before i ask you that question like I'm just thinking Warp Tour. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm picturing the reality. It's like, could you have picked a worse time? Like if, I know. someone's gonna, some kids are gonna walk over. They're gonna, you know, not be right on top of everything happening, and they're gonna walk yeah. over to the stage, and they're gonna expect to hear whatever you know your biggest hardcore song is. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, wait, is this is this hundredth? This doesn't sound like hundredth. What's going on? Is that like, is that the guy? You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, that's going to happen, and people are going to be beside themselves.
1: I know, which is hilarious and, like, makes me so pumped, honestly.
0: But is it is it, like, it, it makes you pumped now, but getting through a 30-minute set of it, if, like, people, have you guys played a show yet? With no. the new songs? First, no.
1: The first show will be the first day of work.
0: <laughs> this is going to be the best. I can't wait to yeah. watch. It's It's going to be... I don't know, I, yeah, I, it's, I'm so people, intrigued,
1: yeah, people are gonna look think that like the wrong backdrop is up or something
0: you know? yeah, exactly plus
1: like plus, like this happens to be the we knew that it was gonna we were doing warp tour on this record, like we were confirmed for that before we recorded it, so it's like we knew that it was coming out on there, um and it's I mean, warp tour is awesome, but like it's not really the probably the smartest move for us to do this record on. But for us, we were like, you know what, we came from that, you know, like we did warp Tour in 2015 and it was fucking awesome. It was great. You know, we couldn't have, we couldn't have been any better, you know. So we were like, well, what better way to just showcase the change than, you know, just do this tour and it'll be great. But the funniest thing is how, like, they decided to go completely metal with it. Then we were just like, well. That's just a kicker, but okay, we'll we'll kind of flex with that as well.
0: Right? Yeah, it's the monster yeah. stage with all the the heavy, heavy, heavy bands. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny.
1: It's like, it, but but at the end of the day, it's like if you want to hear a hardcore song, there are going to be many played at Warped Tour <laughs> on every day. You know that, like, you have you got Hatebreed playing. Like, we would probably never write a song as good as Hatebreed in that world. They're playing. You know, it's like everyone is. There's like a thousand hardcore songs being played. Like you're going to be okay. If you don't hear one, one song from, from one of our record, our right. old records, you know, Right, right, right. you know, it's just, eh, who knows what's going to happen, but I think we're all kind of on board to, we're curious about how it's going to be, but and for in, you, a fu- in a funny way, you know, like,
0: yeah, we I'm, don't, yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm going to be there the first day just to see. And, and it's, I mean, you're right though. You're, you're putting yourselves, you're doing it kind of on the biggest stage, which is maybe good because a lot of people are going to be talking about it, right? And and well, that, yeah, and, that yeah. and if and then all all you can have happen is there could be people pissed, and then some of them will be like, yeah, well, I mean, it's good. Like the new stuff's good, but you know, it's not hardcore. Like that's yeah. what you want yeah. people to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, we kind of like want to present it as like a, okay, this is it. Like you can like come with us or. You can have the records from the past. They're still yours, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. They they aren't getting deleted. No. Uh, they do still exist, yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and for you vocally, uh, you've never done a tour where, like, you know, you aren't screaming. Yeah. You're going to be singing the whole tour. Does uh, that give you any anxiety? Like, it's going to be a different thing for you, like, keeping your voice in shape? Because, let's be honest, yeah. when your voice is a bit fucked up, a scream still sounds like a scream? Like, you can kind of yeah, get by? Yeah, you can scream through it.
1: Yeah, you can yeah. just push through it. Um, You know, if I sit down and, like, think about it for a long time, I probably would get really nervous or, like, anxious about it. But, I mean, it's human, you know? It's like, this is... I, I recorded all these vocals. I wrote this record. I wrote all these uh, melodies and shit. It's like, this is it,
0: you know? Like, yeah, it's you. You're the best I, I, person that can do this. So. Yeah,
1: and, and and it's like, I'm not trying... like. I'm not trying to go out there and be a fucking like, I'm not shredding like scales and shit on this record. You know, it's more like I'm putting out a mood and it's like, it wasn't about like, Oh, guess that I can hit this note, you know, which is cool. Like, you know, it wasn't really about that. This is more like about these songs and kind of this energy, you know? So maybe that's just me in my head justifying, (laughs) uh, like being like, yo, chill out. You're going to be fine. You know? But, um, You know, it's going to be interesting for sure. And I mean, like I've spent the last couple of weeks just kind of running through the songs at home here and uh, we've done a couple of rehearsals. Yep. And I, you know, I think it's going to land, it's going to land just how it is on the record, you know, because that's, that's just where, where the vibe came from. And that's just where, um, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, I'm not overthinking it, you know, I'm just going to go out there and do, we're going to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, best, best of luck to you with that. That's. That's going to be very different for you and maybe in some ways better. Yeah. I mean, do you think you may never scream again?
1: Um, if I'm lucky, that would be nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, screaming kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind like, of the I worst.
1: <laughs> I don't want to have to raise my voice anymore, you know? It's
0: like, <laughs> You're just going to be like mellow, chill, hanging out in Charleston by the water, you know? Just yeah, mellow I mean, Chad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm more of myself on this record than... I would never like wanted to scream. I mean, I mean, I wanted to scream in a band, you know, but like in regular life, I'm not, I don't look like a, or act like a person that would just get up and yell at the top of my lungs, you know? No, it was like, yeah, you know, it was like that feeling that made me want to do that, you know? And I don't find that feeling happening very often anymore. You know?
0: Well, it's good, man. It's good to see you're at it, peace with this and everything.
1: All of that to say, I might be help asking you for some tips, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm around. I'm around. I don't know how much I can help, but uh, I mean, if I it's funny, you know, I was doing some solo stuff a couple weeks back and, you know, it's like it's just me up there. So uh, I don't do any screaming and I find my voice holds up way better. Like I can I was singing for like an hour and 20 minutes or something and I could hit like the top of my range like cleanly. Like, for, like, with the whole band, you know, with, with Silverstein, like, screaming and yeah. singing at the same time, like, no way. It's, like, way harder. So I, th- I think you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a weird transition to get doing both of that. It's kind of like, has anyone ever done both, like, amazingly, you know? It's like, yeah. I don't, it's, you're always kind of sacrificing each one, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. So... Um, well, um, my last question, uh, thanks uh, thanks again for taking all this time, and um, yeah, dude, thanks I'll for see having you in a couple me. weeks, man, but my last question, I guess, is um, are you okay with this being your last record if if nothing pans out? If this is the end of 100th, if if it just doesn't work out, if the f- hardcore fans are just too fickle, um, if it's just like you can't get tours anymore, like if it all just fades away, and and are you guys fine with it? Or are you just thinking right now, this has to be a success?
1: Um, no, I don't think we have the liberty to kind of bank on this thing fully being successful, you know? Um, because like, I I just feel like that was never the intention. So on the other side of it, why would we, why would we bank on it being like a hit? You know, it's kind of like, um, I think we're all at the point personally that if it were the last record, that would be completely fine. Like we'd all be cool. We would just go do what we want to do and kind of live our lives, you know? Um, But I think also it's like, well, we don't have to like, we, we're on a record label. We don't have to like quit being a band, you know, we just like, we just don't have to tour our asses off all the time. If we, if we can't get tours, fuck it. Let's just like, we wrote this record till, and it was fucking fun. You know, it made us want to keep writing, music so if if anything it's like no we're gonna we're gonna keep making records as long as as long as we want to and when we don't want to anymore we'll stop you know um and so it's kind of like yeah i mean we might not really be able to play in front of a lot of people but whatever we'll just still make music and do our thing you know
0: well i mean i hope hopeless kills it for you i mean they're a great label i hope that they can you know tell the story you know, and, and be able to get this music into people's hands and the the fans that, you know, all the fans that don't know your band because there's plenty of them out there. There's plenty of people who have never heard of 100th and are going to go, oh, this band, this new band oh, yeah. sick and they sound like this and they'll be, some people will be like, oh, yeah, I guess they used to be like a weird metal band or whatever, but like, who cares? They don't play that live anymore. So it's it's really is, it, yeah, <laughs> it's well, going to happen. It's just on what scale, cool. <laughs> you know, and hopefully it happens on a grand scale to where you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. you know have great success i wish you the best and i'm stoked to hang hang out on warp tour hell yeah i appreciate it man good talking to you yeah man well hey have uh, enjoy the rest of your day and uh thanks again man you do the same see you soon all right chad peace yeah take care man so there it is with Chadwick. I actually ran into him after they played their first set as the new reinvented 100th. <laughs> and they were walking from the stage with their gear, and I stopped them and I said, Hey, man, how was that? And he goes, It was weird as hell. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with 100th moving forward, but I wish them all the best, and their new record really, really is awesome. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's, I mean, it's It's not the hundredth of old, but it's the hundredth of new. So check it out. I hope you enjoy it. It is out now on Hopeless Records. And if you want to get in touch with me, of course, it's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Please give me feedback on this episode, on other episodes. If you have ideas for upcoming guests or anything else we should do on the show, feel free to hit me up there. And if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, please write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. That does help me out as well. And if you buy anything on Amazon, just use this link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It takes you right to the Amazon homepage. You log in like normal, and we get 4 to 6% of whatever you buy. costs you absolutely nothing. Before I go and I leave you with a tune, I want to tell you about another great podcast on the Jabberjaw Network. It is called ManageMental. And it's a little bit different. I mean, you've heard music industry podcasts a little bit. I mean, my show even gets down into that. This is more talking about the mental approach of the profession of music management. Two experienced managers and industry professionals, Blasco of Mercenary Management and bassist in Ozzy Osbourne's band and Zach Sabbath, and Mike Mowry of Outer Loop Management, bring you insight to their take on the modern day music business and how they mentally approach the profession of management week in and week out they discuss hot topics in the music business for the up-and-comers the brand newbies the beginners and the aspiring rock stars of tomorrow helping them uncover some of the mystery that is the challenging business of rock and roll so i'm sure if you search for managemental one word it will pop right up so check that out Anyways, I'm going to leave you with a brand new 100th tune. They won't be playing their old stuff anymore, so this is the new 100th. Here's their single, Neurotic, on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We will see you next week. Hey, you're still here. This is my favorite part of the episode because I can say and do whatever I want. And as before, I talked about the All Access Club a little bit. Again, if you're not a member, check it out. It's LeadsingerSyndrome.com/slash/all-access. I just want to give a big shout out to some of my friends in the group. Love you guys. Thanks for all the support, Martin Gomez, new member. Nice to have you, Philip. Of course, Rainer, Nathan, Brandon Potter, my dude, Jess Palacio. Ian Scott Kevin Roche or Roche not sure Kevin sorry Brendan Drescher Kyle Simpkins Jeffrey Adams Caitlin Stevens Jordan Crink Dominique Warman Warman that's a badass name dude Warman Alina Anglin of course shout out to Neil as well I guess Michelle to you Eric Layton Connor Larson Austin Brandon Ray Trent McDougal hope you're doing well Trent Christina Fickett Connor Lynch, my dude Brandon Dave, Philip Fradkin, straight out of Calgary, Mohorta. I'm sorry if this had any clicks and pops. I know you don't like those too much in this episode. Josh Vandruff, Evan Van Howe, Aiden McLaughlin, Julia Argetta, hey Julia, Travis Hardy, Cole Fenn, Johnny Corral, Victoria Var Anderson, Drew McDonald, Andre from Australia, Will Southard, Alex Terry, Christian Harris, Roy Stino, Shannon Caswell. Hey, Shannon, nice tattoo. Jordan Reed, Rolden Kabate, Tom Mancini, Gabby Marshall, and my boy, straight out of the six, Rigel St. Pierre. I love y'all. Can't wait for Centerfest. See you guys there. Bye.